You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your speakers and headphones and all manner of electronic accoutrement. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Ryan Andrews of jaysfromthecouch.com, back to start another week of Blue Jays talk and... Dear Alanis, let's hope that it's better than the last week. I I don't even really want to talk about it, but, you know, we kind of have to. Um, following a homestand where the Blue Jays went 5-1 and, and got back to 500, got everyone all happy and excited and thinking, oh, maybe we can sneak into the playoffs. Maybe we can be that J- uh, the Rays squad that, you know, has all the young people, but they're so excited that they sneak in. Yeah, that six-game road trip kind of put a halt to that because that was freaking abysmal. Uh, Blue Jays go one and five, swept by the Angels, as we talked about last week, and just had loads of fun disgusting and then one and two in texas and frankly they were lucky to get that one win because they were in just incredibly bad this entire road trip the one time the offense was any kind of good it was wasted because of you know starting pitching issues which i mean we'll we'll talk about it i'm i'm kind of just giving like a base overview of just what happened but Dear, 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 dear. That was just not any kind of good. Like, okay. Well, we'll men- We'll start with the win. We'll start positive. 1-0 win in 12 innings in the opening game. Just kind of put the, the aftertaste of that Angel series behind them. And that was good. That was happy. Like, like I said, 1-0 win. But... The offense was disgustingly bad and frankly didn't deserve that win. And that sucks because that was probably one of the best starts of the year that the Blue Jays got. And they got it from Trent Thornton, who, you know, needed to show that he was learning a bit and was able to put together a start like that. He won seven innings, longest outing of his career on 102 pitches. Aaron Sanchez, take note, only one hit. Only two walks. Like, just the picture of efficiency. And he deserved his first Major League win for that game. But it didn't happen because the Blue Jays couldn't do a dang thing off of Mike Miner. And just overall, 0 for 9 with... um, Or no, sorry. 0 for 9 was their stat for runners in scoring position later in the series. Um, No, they were actually 1 for 11 with runners in scoring position in that game. That's just terrible. And and like it wasn't like they weren't getting on base. They had four guys with multi-hit games in that one, but like it it they couldn't bring anyone home. And it took Ariel Hirado throwing that ball halfway to Kansas to actually score the run. It it was just ridiculous. 
what was happening out there. So the Blue Jays were very lucky to get out of that, especially like Tapera didn't look good again in the inning he threw in that one. Um, Daniel Hudson was all right, but I mean, he nearly gave it up. And again, it sucks when you have to pitch on a razor wire like that, but the offense just put them in that position where they had to be perfect. And like they did, they did enough to get that win, which is good because the pitching was absolutely terrible for the rest of the time. At least the starting pitching was absolutely terrible. And this is exactly what the Blue Jays thought would happen once, you know, I, I don't think it was on the radar when Ryan Baraki went down, but definitely was on the radar when Matt Shoemaker tore his ACL. Like, oh no, what's going to happen? This is going to happen. Thomas Pannone's going to get dragged out of the bullpen and give up seven runs in two and a third innings against Texas and run his ERA to eight of five because it's it's the be a genie thing all over again. The Blue Jays are like, no, we'll be fine. We'll just pull someone out of the bullpen and they'll start for us and it'll totally work. It's That's totally how pitchers work. No! No, pitchers don't work like that. You can't just keep dragging them back and forth and not give them a set role and let them just be in that set role and, and expect, oh, they'll just switch to, to starter. It'll be fine. It does not work like that. You're asking someone to completely change their approach, completely, completely change their conditioning and be ready for this. And we saw what happened when they tried that with Joe Biagini? It took him two years to get right after that. He's just getting back to being good bullpen Joe Biagini right now. And and the fact that this office had the hubris to be out there and be like, yeah, it'll be fine. Thomas Pannone will start. What? You, you, you saw earlier in the season Thomas Pannone can't start right now. When he give up four runs in an inning and two-thirds? And you're like, nah, it's fine. That just a blip. No, he's not starting this year. He's not good. If you're gonna make him a starter, let him go down to Buffalo and just be a starter. And you're not doing that because you need him up in the bullpen because you have one lefty in there. And you don't want to go full angels and just have a squad of righties because you want to be able to play matchups. And you can't just, you know, option Elvis Luciano to get a starter because he can't be optioned because of the Rule 5 thing. And it it's it's frustrating to watch that because, again, I would have preferred to see a Jacob Wags back in there, someone who's been a starter this season and has experience starting. David Paulino, just, just let him, since he stretched out. Like, I... I, I'm I'm struggling to to be able to find a defense for this anymore because like I I have Thomas Pannone splits I don't know if anyone else in the front office has them but yeah in two starts as a starter he has a 19.8 ERA that is Sean Reed Foley esque that's you might as well have brought him up and and just had Pannone in optioned or something because this this was this was bad this was not any kind of good and and the next day the next day clay buckles goes out and does the exact same thing four innings seven earned runs allowed on eight hits and two home runs he was giving up gopher balls out there and just 
looking like Boston buckles instead of Arizona buckles and not good Boston buckles. I mean, the tail end where they got him shipped to Philadelphia for absolutely nothing at the end. Like, it's sad to say the best, like, Trent Thornton was the best pitcher in this series. How sad is it that I might have to say the second best pitcher in that Texas series was Luke Maley, which... Oh, I wish I saw that. I wish I saw Luke Mealy on the mound because I think that would have been amazing. But I I probably actually can't say he's second. Sam Gavilio pitched two scoreless innings, so he's probably second. But Luke Mealy definitely gets the bronze medal for pitching in this series, which that 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 says all you need to know. When when you have Luke Mealy out there, and it's the best thing. This is this is Kendris Morales all over again. Like Kendris goes out and throws a scoreless in. I don't I don't know what it is about the Blue Jays. They find position players could just go out, throw junk, and strike out Shinzu Chu. But I don't know. It it might be better to to let just a bullpen game happen. That's essentially what happened with with Thomas Benone there for like. The, the worst thing about it is it just completely, completely takes the Blue Jays out of the game. And there's nothing you can do after that. There's no way you can be, you can try and convince these guys, yeah, we'll, we'll win this one. I mean, they tried. They tried on Saturday. They had Lance Lynn out there. They, they tried to make a comeback on him. But you can't dig yourself out of an eight-run hole that easily. And... Like, like by the time Sunday happened, it was just a mess. And they left Clay Buckles out there because they needed someone to eat innings. And it just got worse and worse. You have this Drupal Cabrera just dinging him up. You had Rugnet Odor finally hitting someone's weight in that game. Just, just punching holes into that Blue Jays pitching staff, which... I, I hate that I had to say that. I hate that I had to give Rudnett Odor anything. But I had to because it was so bad. And like you could you could just see in the lineup like the Blue Jays just gave up very quickly. Like they wanted to get out of there. The schedule sucks. Like having to go from LA to Texas and play the next day absolutely sucks. Having to fly from Texas to Toronto to play tonight absolutely sucks. But the the best I can say for the Blue Jays is that they're almost out of it. They can see the off day coming on the ninth. They have the Twins, who they did well against. They have the White Sox, who are terrible. So maybe this week will be a little better. That's that's all I can say. We will preview tonight's game um, coming up after this break. No live read for today. So, hey, um, if you have a company and you want to sponsor Locked on Jays, go for it. Um, This episode is brought to you by Nine Locks Brewing in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, because I'm drinking their apricot blonde right now, and it is tasty. So there you go, Nine Locks. Free plug. If you want to, you know, send some beer my way, I would totally be down for that. So, yeah. Just uh, just hit me up on Twitter for the details, and we'll be right back. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
All right. So, yeah, as I said before the break, when I was kind of yelling, I I swear I swore I wouldn't be yelling as much, but Blue Jays, come on, you 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 make this happen. Anyway, um, Marcus Stroman takes the mound tonight. Comes off his worst start of the season against those Angels, which uh, I I swear Rogers owes me money for making me stay up till 3 a.m. to watch those games, those pathetic displays of games. But anyway, um, you can't. You hope Strowman's able to able to bounce back, and he's shown no reason why he can't bounce back. He has yet to follow up a bad start without a quality start so far this season. And, you know, he's pitching at home against the Minnesota team that, you know, he's been reasonably good against. He's gone at least six innings in all four career starts against Minnesota. So there, there's reason to believe he'll be all right and he'll be able to give the bullpen a little bit of a breather considering just how much work they had to do. Didn't even mention Derek Law made his debut and looked all right. I mean, he, he wasn't 2016 San Francisco Law, but, you know, he was competent Law, which I think that's what the Blue Jays want out of that deal. If they can get a new Dominic Leone and, you know, make Law look attractive and, and possibly send him somewhere at the deadline, I think that's a plan with him. So, you know, Derek Law did nothing to show that the investment was a bad one. So, Kudos to him. Didn't mention him in the first segment. So there you go. Um, the problem for the Blue Jays tonight is they don't get to face uh, the Martin Perez of old. They face this new Martin Perez that apparently has been working a cutter into things and is now 3-0 and in four starts with Minnesota. He just blanked the Astros for eight innings. The Astros! Like, previous two starts... Fine. <laughs> it was against Baltimore. You could write those off. But blanking the Astros for eight innings is going to get you on the radar. And and even when he faced Toronto, um, he went six innings. He gave up seven hits. Only gave up one run. Again, because the Blue Jays just don't like to hit with runners in scoring position. But, yeah, it you, you have to hope, like, you know, Teoscar can find another three-run home run to save them, I guess. But that's going to be the thing with with this Blue Jays side. And, you know, they released the lineups at the time of recording. Vlad Jr. still hitting fifth. I, I don't know why. I would much rather see him bat fourth and have either Gretchuk or Smoke protecting him instead of Rowdy. Just because... I... I mean... I'm hesitant to to say Rowdy's proper protection yet. Like, he does lead the Blue Jays in home runs, but that's not saying much. Still has, like, almost half the total of Eddie Rosario, who leads the Twins, with 11. So, you, you wonder if it's if that's causing Vladdy to not see the pitches that, again, he, he was kind of seeing at the minor league level, and it's why he's started as poorly as he did also the fact that he's 20 and trying to play against you know people in their prime also doesn't help but you know that's that's going to be the big thing for the Blue Jays is to 
make him comfortable and make him, you know, that 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 batter that terrorized minor league pitching and and demanded to be put in MLB. If if Vladdy can get more comfortable doing that, and again and again this week, perfect opportunity to do it because while they do face uh, this new and improved Martin Perez tonight, they face Jose Barrios tomorrow. That's gonna that's gonna be tough. Um, they get Kyle Gibson in the finale, and Kyle Gibson's not very good, so should be able to tee off on him. And then the White Sox come, and the White Sox are bad. So. Again, this would be the week for him to hopefully get going, hopefully get back to 200. I mean, I, th- I think everyone wants to see Vladdy hitting his weight. So that that would be the key thing there. And, you know, just just sit back on that cutter. Don't, don't get fooled on it. And if you can make Martin Perez work a little bit, try and get that Texas Perez back out. I mean, that that's how the Blue Jays are going to win this thing. So... I will be watching along with the rest of you just to see what happens there. But until then, that brings us to the end of this podcast. Just a reminder, if you are not subscribed to Locked on Jays, I I can't think of reasons why you haven't. But if you do, there are a plethora of ways to do so. You can do it on Himalaya, which is a curated podcast app. Um, you can do it on Spotify, on uh, Stitcher Premium. If you do it on Spotify, you can listen to the Midnight's new song while you're at it because it's awesome. It freaking slaps. So, yeah, check out America Online, I guess. Um, Download on Google's podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts. Just make sure you're subscribed. If you want a review, um, you know, tell us how we're doing. Totally appreciated. And if you want to get involved in the show, if you want to talk to me on Twitter, follow me at NeoEC18. That's neoec one eight. Uh, follow the podcast at Locked On Jays on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And hopefully, again, this week will be a more joyous one than last week's because that that was just terrible. So, anyway, here's hoping for better things this week, more positive things that we get to talk about. But until then. For everyone here at the Locked On Podcast Network and for everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com, I've been Ryan Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode, and y'all take care.